You can go ahead and be seated. Thank you, worship team. Wow, man, I get to preach today. I'm kind of <laughs> out, of, out of my element. I'm just letting you know. I don't get to do this a whole lot. So if, I, if the nerves show, it's just natural, right? Like it's, you know, just kind of somewhat feel like a fish out of water when I get to do this. But I'm, I'm grateful that Pastor Chris allows me to do this once in a while. And and uh, he's, he's, he was supposed to be here with us today, but he's a little under the weather. Um, I was, I've been scheduled to preach for, for a while now, and actually the, all, all of our pastors in the next couple of weeks are going to be preaching. And, and so I think Pastor Chris just kind of wanted us all to just kind of share like, like, what, like what moves us, what excites us about ministry, what, you know, what keeps us coming here each and every week. And obviously for me, it's, it's a lot about singing. It's a lot about the worship that we do. I want to kind of share a little bit later on, like one, one thing that really just like I get excited about, and that's kind of picking the songs that we do. Pastor Chris and I have spent a lot of time together talking about how we go about doing that. And uh, there's some criteria that I, I just want to share with you a little bit later. But to, just to start, I want to I look at the book of Colossians, the, the third chapter, verses 16 and 17. <clears throat> And it reads this, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that as we look into it today, that God, once again, you just speak into our hearts truth in Jesus name we pray amen so I want to look at this at this verse and, it, and it's in these two in these two verses there's there's a lot here there's a lot to kind of look at and and actually throughout the whole third chapter of Colossians there's there's a lot of like really cool just suggestions that Paul gives at admonitions if you will like if you could just do these things in your life man you will be like a power Christian and these four, like, just kind of, these, this, these two verses, in these two verses, I just seen four things very quickly that just kind of popped out to me. If we could just kind of adopt these and, and use them in our lives, it could change, it could really change about, you know, the way that we follow Christ. It could make us really good, strong, strong believers. And I see four very practical ways that we can live very powerful lives. And one of those things is to remember. He says to remember. Remember what? What are we remembering? He, he says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill our lives. Like, don't forget what Christ has done for us. Like, that should be foremost in, in our thinking. Like, we should be thinking, you know, here, here's God. You know, he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world to save us, to, to become that blameless sacrifice for us, to hang on that tree for us, to become sin for us. To go into the depths of hell and defeat Satan. He did that for us. He came and he rose again. That's the full God. I mean, that's the message that we should, we, that should be in and of our hearts. We should be thinking about that daily. Think about what Christ did. We should remember what he did for us. The second thing is that we should learn. He says this. He said we should teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. Teach and counsel each other. In other words... We should be growing, right? We should be, we should be taking steps 
As we, as we grow in the Lord, we, we shouldn't be the same people. I, can I tell you this in love? If you're the same people in the same person in the Lord that you were a year ago, can I tell you something? You, you need to take a, take a step back and say, what's going on here, Lord? How, how, come, how come I've stopped? What's going on? What's, what, what happened? Get alone with him. Let, let him speak to you. Maybe, maybe there's something in your life that you need to let go of. But can I be... I'm just being real. I have to do the same thing my, in, in my life. Believe me, there's a lot of things that you know, God's working on. We're not, we're not finished products yet, right? Is anybody here finished? No, I don't see any hands going up, thankfully. But yeah, I mean, God's still working on us, right? We, we're not finished. We should be learning. We should be growing. We should be taking on more of his nature and letting that old self go. That old self that once, 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 that selfish part of us. And, and God saying, no, that, you need to let go of that. You need to take on more of me. Those, those fruits of the Spirit should be evident in our lives. And so the third thing is that he talks about singing. And you know? obviously, you know, I mean, hey, this is cool, right? We should be singing. This is it. I'm going to unpack this a little bit more. But, you know, God says, sing songs. Sing psalms about what I've done. Sing psalms. Of, a psalm is nothing more than a song of praise. Sing hymns. Hymns are songs of praise as well. That's what they are. The, the Greek word was humnos, and, and it literally means song of praise. That's what a hymn is. Um, sing spiritual songs. Like when we start singing, we're, 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 we're raging battle, right? We're, this is a spiritual thing that we're doing. This is something that the enemy doesn't want us to do. So we should be singing to God with thankful hearts. And then finally... Worship. If we look at verse 17, it says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. How many of you know you're a representative of Jesus? Do you, do you look at yourself that way? Like whatever we do, whatever we say, we should be bringing glory to him. And that's, that's literally what worship is. Whatever we do, whatever we say, how we go about our lives, we are just bringing worship to him. We're doing it. That's, that's, that's in and of itself all that worship is. And singing just kind of brings us right into that, man. When we're singing, it helps us to remember what Christ did for us. It brings us back. We, there's so many songs that we, that we sing, and, and, and it's literally about what Jesus did for us, how he hung on that cross, how he gave himself up. We remember that. We learn. There's so many songs that we sing that it's just driving home truth into our hearts. It's making it real. It's, it's going into our minds. It's entering into our hearts. It's changing how we look at things. It's helping us to get along in this walk. And, and then it literally, when we sing, it just leads us right into worship. And so I want to just unpack a little bit more. What, what does singing do for us? What does it do? Why do we do it every week? Why do we spend like half of our time when we meet here today? Why do we do it? Why do we sing? And I can tell you this, that... Um, it does a lot for us. It, first of all, it reinforces Bible truth. It reinforces Bible truth. How many of you know what an earworm is? You ever get like a song stuck in your head? They call that an earworm. There's other scientific names for it, like stuck tune syndrome and, and um, uh, I forget music, musical imagery, repetition. They, they have these scientific names for it, but I think God designed us that way. Like he literally like Sometimes we hear a song and it just sticks. Like, and, and, it, and that's why it's, it's really, care we need to be careful what we put in to our minds, right? We really, really do. And I'm not just talking about teenagers here, man. I'm guilty myself. Sometimes I'll be driving down the road, a tune comes on, and I'm sitting there listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, what? 
Like, what is this crap, man? I don't know if I should have said that, but like, what is, what is this garbage? <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Chris, if you're watching. Uh, I might get in trouble for that one. But what is this garbage? Turn it off, man. Watch what you're putting into your head, right? Like, it, it, it can seep into our hearts, and that's, that's what a song does, right? Like, it, it has that power. It has it. And God, I think God designed music to do that. But we need to be careful what we're putting in. We need to be putting in the Word of God in song and into our minds. And then it should be, you know, filtering into our hearts and becoming real truth to us. And it changes the way we live. Not only does it reinforce Bible truth, but it's a way of battling the enemy. It's a way of battling the enemy. I, I love the story in Second Chronicles. Of Jehoshaphat hears about these, these armies that are, that are gathering together, and they're getting ready to wage war on, on Judah. And Jehoshaphat was the king at the time. And if you, if you get a chance this week, read this story. It's an awesome story. Well, you know, he calls all the people of Judah together, and they fast, and then they pray, and they seek, they seek God. And, um, and, and they're lining up. They're actually lining up to go into battle against these other armies. And Jehoshaphat puts his, his worship team in front. I mean, like, the, these, are, these are the guys out front. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, why would you do that? You know, you, you, you want your, your sharpest fighters out front, right? But he puts, his, he puts these guys, the singers and the, and the musicians out in front of everybody. And the Bible says that as soon as they started singing, at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. Like they just waged war on each other. They became confused. They didn't even know what hit them. And they just beat each other up. And they go, and, and Judah, all they had to do was go up and just basically collect the plunder. They, the, the, the battle was over as soon as they started singing. So we see that this is a way of battling enemy. It unites us. It's uni- singing unites us as people, doesn't it? Like when, we, when we're here and we're singing together, like it's almost like our voice becomes one. We're not, you know, we're, we're kind of like, you know, many, many people together and, and, and we're, we're singing and, and our voice almost becomes one and it's so powerful. It's a powerful thing that happens. It puts our focus on him. It puts our focus on him. You know, we live in an age of, you know, we're, we're very selfish. I mean, I think people have always been selfish, right? Like from the beginning of time, we've, we've kind of, but, but it's really prevalent today, isn't it? Where, you know, we, we live in that selfie culture where we're constantly taking pictures of ourselves and posting it on, on our Facebook and Twitter and whatever else, you know, you have. And, and uh, you know, when we, when we begin to sing, it, it just puts focus right on God. It takes it off of us and puts it on him. We forget about us. We forget about our struggles for a little while. We forget about what we're dealing with. We forget how big the problems are and we see how big God is and and that's what it does. It puts our focus on him. It invites God's presence. How many of you know, man, when we start singing on, like we did this morning, man, basically as soon as we start singing, his presence is here. You know, we don't have to wait on it. We're singing right to God. His presence is here and the Bible says that he is enthroned on the praises of his people. In other words, when we're praising, God is sitting on the throne and we're worshiping him. His presence is, is here and, and, and it's around us and, and it's awesome, man. I mean, I love to sing. It brings renewal and refreshment. How many of you feel renewed when you're singing? Don't you? The joy of the Lord just kind of hits your heart 
It feels good. I feel renewed. I feel refreshed, man. I feel like I can just, you know, face the, face the mountain again. I can go at it again. You know, God renews that. He, he refills us. He renews us. He gives us strength. And it paves the way for the miraculous. I, and I, here's another, here's two, there's two passages I want you to read this week. Second Chronicles 20 and Acts chapter 16. This is the story of Paul and Silas. It's another powerful story when men, they just started singing and, and they're in prison. They, they got put in prison. They were just basically doing the work of God, going about God's business, right? Doing, they, 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 Paul casted this demon out of, he cast this demon out of this young girl who was going around telling people's fortunes and, and their futures. And she was a fortune teller, really. And she was bugging Paul and Silas. She just walking all over this, you know, with them, mocking them. And finally, Paul kind of got irritated with it. And, and he just, he cast this demon out of this girl. And, and then they ended up going to prison. Like they got beat. They got beat with a wooden, a wooden piece of wood, you know, beaten, plugged. The Bible says they were in stocks. How many of you know what a stock is? It's like a piece of wood that has like little areas that you cut out for your feet. And it, it kind of clamps down on, on your ankles. They're sitting there in prison, beaten in these stocks. They can't move. They're, they're, they're literally probably just not able to, to stand up. They're probably sitting down for hours on end. And I'm just thinking to myself, this has to be, like, what do they have to do? I mean, I'm just being real. What do they have to do if they have to do it like a bodily function? Well, I mean, just think about it. Like, seriously. Like, it's, it's, it's disgusting what they're sitting in. It's not like the prisons we have today. And here they are, beaten. And all they're doing is they're just doing the work of God. And they find themselves in this prison. And as the Bible says, around midnight, they just begin to pray. And they begin to praise. And they just begin to lift up songs to God. And the earthquake, this earthquake hits and it, and it shakes the prison. You know, it shakes the cell doors. And these prisoners are able to leave. Like they're literally just, they could, just, they could have just walked right out. And the jailer, the jailer's there. He takes his sword. He's literally ready, ready to fall on his own sword because he knows if all these prisoners escape, he's going to die. They're going to kill him. So he's getting ready to fall on his own sword. And Paul's, Paul's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We're still here. We haven't left. The jailer ends up turning his life over to Christ. He gives, he gives his heart to Christ. He ends up taking Paul and Silas home. He cleans them up. He, he just ministers to them. And his whole house, everybody in that house that he lived with, gave their, gave their lives to Christ and they were baptized, the Bible says. Isn't that awesome? The miraculous can happen when we begin to praise. It shakes up things. And so I want to just spend a few minutes. Um, and this is, kind of, this is kind of a passion for, for me. I, I know I've spent a lot of a lot of time talking to Pastor Chris about this. This is, this is some of the criteria that we use for picking songs for us as we, as we gather together as, as, a, as, a, as a congregation. These are kind of the, the criteria that we use. And I, and I get people ask me a lot, you know, can we sing this song? And I'll listen to it. And, and it's a great song, don't get me wrong. Like, it's powerful and, and, and it kind of evokes some, some worship, but it's not really something that we can use together. Like, and, and, and I'll give you... I want to give you an example of one that, that just kind of—it's a—I think it's like a perfect worship song. Like it, it has the following criteria: first of all, we want songs that are biblically, 
that are biblically accurate. We're not going to sing a song in this church that, that doesn't line up with Scripture. That's first and foremost. And we, um, you know, we pray, we, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Um, I get a lot of, a, a lot of um, uh, ideas from, my, from, from members of our team. You know, they'll, they'll hear a song and they'll want to do it. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. You know, it's right on. It's biblically accurate. And, I, and then we want songs that are contemporary. We want songs that people are listening to, like, already. Like, so when they come into church, they've kind of heard this song already. And they're ready, to, they're ready to join in, you know. I know we sound like we're pitching for K-Love every week. But I think we all kind of listen to it, right? Except for when they're asking for money, and then we, and then and then we come back a little. <laughs> I'm just being real. Uh, <laughs> but no, if you give to Caleb, God bless you, man. I, I think, yeah, whatever. But yeah, we want to sing songs that people are are listening to and that they're tuned into, right? And we want songs that are not just about God. And this is a key one for me. We want songs that we're singing directly to God. Like it's almost in the form of a prayer that I'm, I'm singing to God. And that as we can sing together, you know, we, our voice becomes one. And, and it's not just me singing, it's us singing it. And so we want that. We want that. And then finally, and, and this just kind of leads naturally to the fourth one. We want songs that will usher in his presence. And as, as we begin to sing to him, I think it, that happens, right? It just kind of naturally happens that we're... We're just kind of ushered in his presence. We're sitting in it. We're stewing in him and, and, and just, and, and it's just an awesome thing. So here's the song I want to look at. I just want to give you examples of how this song kind of fits all the criteria. It's a song called Living Hope. And we've been doing it here for, I think, a couple years now. First of all, it's, it's really biblically accurate. And you can start showing the, the uh, do you have it up there, Abby? Living Hope. The song Living Hope. There it is. Wait for it. What happened? There it is. Okay. Thank you. This is the lyrics. I'm going to read them. But I'm going to show you just how, how it fits the criteria, okay? It, says, it starts out, how great the chasm that lay between us. And, it, and it's literally like he's singing this, like we're singing it to God. And, it, and, and the, there's theology here, like, like this is the depravity that we were born into. We're separated from God. And so it, there's, 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 there's lining up with all this biblical truth right now. We're singing it right to God. How high the mountain I could not climb. I'm stuck. Unless God intervenes, man, unless he saves me, I'm stuck. And we see, that, we see that salvation message all throughout Scripture where God intervened and he saved humanity. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. So it's, it, it's me crying out to God, him responding, and, and it's, it's awesome. Okay, go to the next one. I feel like Tony Romo. Okay, go to the next oh, Stop. Okay, then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. Wow, think about that. Through the darkness, I'm, I'm in this dark place. I'm, in, I'm living in my sin. Your kindness shone through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is, ri- 
is written, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Look at, the, look at the theology there. Look at the biblical truth that we're talking about. Jesus is my hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory. Here, there's, there's the incarnation, right? There, there's a, the, the, look at the attributes of God. We're, talk, we're singing about his mercy. We're singing about his grace. All, the, all those concepts are throughout Scripture. The God of ages coming down from glory, becoming sin, bearing my shame. What a huge concept where, you know, where, where God, where Jesus, we're, we're pointing back to remembering what Jesus did for us, right? The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living hope. So we see this, you know, we're singing to God. We're singing a song to God. There's a lot of biblical truth in it. There's a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's contemporary. You know, a lot of us have heard this song. We, we know it well. We hear it on, you know, the, the, the Christian radio channels. And so we, when we come in together and we start singing it, man, we're ready to just, right, ready to just get right into his presence, right? Um, it's the... Is there more up there, Abby? Yeah, okay, then came the morning. I love this. This, this is the last verse. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. This is, this is the resurrection, right? This is, you, your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared, the grave has no claim on me. Jesus, yours is the victory. Like, this is it, man. This is the pinnacle right here, right? This is God bursting out of the grave, declaring that it's over. The battle's, the battle's won, right? Satan has been dealt a fatal death blow. And that's something for us to get excited about, man. That's it right there. Let, let's look at the, there they go. This is the chorus. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You've broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. How do you know what hallelujah means? Do you know what it means? It's actually two Jewish words put together. It's hallel, which is literally translated uh, joyous praise and song. And then the other word is yah, which means Lord. In, in, it's translated from, from uh, Hebrew, it's it's the word Lord that we know, and it, and it, and any time you see that translated in in the Old Testament, it's always written with all capitals. Have you ever noticed that when the, when it's when it's written? So when we're singing Hallelujah, we're we're literally singing joyous praise and song to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Like, and when we see that a lot in 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 a lot of the songs that we sing, joyous praise to God, joyous praise to the Lord in song. The death has lost its grip. You've broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, and he is our hope. So I'm going to have our team come uh, up. Um, I just want, in closing, I, I, want us, I want everyone, when we come here on Sunday mornings, I want us to experience. I, I, I really, like, this is, this is our passion. Like, and I think every pastor here shares this, not, and it's not just me. We, we want our worship time. We want our singing time. We, we want you guys to experience it. We don't, and I, and I know we live in, like we live in this world where it's easy to be a spectator. We're, we're, we're a very entertained culture, aren't we? Like we, we love to be entertained. We love to just sit back and, 
and watch somebody else participate and I'll just, and I'll just you know, or I'll, I'll watch somebody else do it and I'll just, I'll just sit back and, and watch. And I get that. Like, maybe, maybe you're not a singer. Maybe singing is just not your thing. Like, but can I, can I tell you? Like, try to enter in. Just, just, and I, and I think I have, I think there's a really simple recipe for making that happen. Like, it, it's not a difficult thing for us to do. I think really all we need is two, two very simple things. The first one is this. We just need to know that God is worthy. Like, it's just that simple. Why do, why do we worship? We worship because God is worthy. He's worthy of my praise no matter what my circumstance, no matter what my position, no matter what I'm going through. God is worthy of my praise. And then finally, I think, I think we need to come to him surrendered. We need to realize that he's worthy and we need to just come surrendered. And if we can do those two things, man, I, if you can do that every Sunday... While we're singing, just surrender. Just say, God, whatever you want, however you want to do it in my life, whatever you have for me, I want that. And it'll, it'll just take your worship to a whole new level. I can promise you that. And in uh, Galatians 2.20, it says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if we can come to him with just that crucified self and realize, you know what, God, I trust you. I trust that whatever you have for me, it's going to be better than anything I can imagine, right? I was in Bible college years ago, and I wish I could remember. We had a guest speaker for the life of me. can't remember his name. But he said something that I thought was pretty profound. He said, it's impossible for you to crucify yourself. And and I had never, ever thought about this. And and it's true. Like, how would you ever crucify yourself? If you're agile enough, you may be able to bend over and drive a stake into your feet, right? And after you did that, you might be able to hold a stake in your hand and do this. But what are you going to do when... What are you going to do with this hand? It's free, right? I can't do anything. I can't crucify myself. All I can do is surrender. Like that's, that's the part of, that, that's really literally what it means to crucify. You're putting to death what you want. You're putting yourself in a position where God, I just surrender. I surrender to you. I trust that you're going to pull those things out of my heart that don't belong there. And I trust that you're going to make me more like you. That's literally what surrender is. That's it. It's that simple. We make it a lot more complicated than it is. Know that he's worthy. Know that he's worthy. And just come to him with a heart of surrender. And just in closing, I think that was incredible. I think the best way we can apply what Pastor Paul has said is to do just that is to worship Jesus and to surrender ourselves to him so what I'm going to ask you to do you don't have to stand for this next part but we are going to sing that uh, that chorus hallelujah praise the one who set me free you guys are playing those that chord progression um, and all I want you to do is I just want you to sing from your heart just as we sing surrender to the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, can we do that together? Are ready? Here we go. 
and hallelujah. Praise the one who, come on church, surrender. We're here for you, Jesus. You have Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ. My living hope. Jesus, you are our living hope. We surrender ourselves and we take hold of the living hope for us. God, that you died and rose again and want a relationship with us. God, we are so honored and thankful that you would do that. So in response, we surrender. We give you our whole selves, our whole lives, your will, your way. Thank you, Jesus, for being so good. And in your name we pray, amen, amen. Hey, I just want to do one quick reminder. If you are new, we would love the opportunity to meet you right outside at the banner. Thank you guys for coming. Don't forget to surrender to him this week. Why don't you greet somebody on your way out? Have a great week.